Hey, it's your Kali. What's up? Warning. 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 You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. We are Yolo Kali, and you are listening to Lumpin' Radio, 105.5 FM, WLPN. <laughs> hey guys, we're here. We're back here in Lumpin' Radio. And we're going to talk about an audio piece that I did, which is Live Suicide Free. And basically, it's about this kid, Bob, who... who really gets good grades and stuff, but then later he turns the corner around and begins to cut himself and be depressed, and then later he's free from everything. Hope you enjoy. Bob was an excellent student, good grades, always an honorable student, very good in sports. Go! Didn't do drugs. Not in gangs. Bob even got accepted to one of the best high schools he always dreamed. Yay! He was really happy. Happier than a worm. It was going pretty good the first semester. The second was okay, but the third really hit rock bottom. His grades dropped to C's, then D's, and F's. Bob's parents will always yell at him. Ah! He would always lock himself in the room, crying all day, (laughs) and cutting himself. Every day was the same thing, until one day, Bob wanted to kill himself. He shouted, I don't want to live anymore. His parents heard him. They called 911. 911, what's your emergency? And caught Bob just in time to not kill himself. The mental clinic took Bob. A few months later, he went home and back to school. His grades improved and he graduated. And Bob lives a happy life with less stress and suicide free. Yay! Also, if you're related to this story or having suicidal thoughts or depression, call 1 800 273 8255. So that was it, guys. Jackie, how are you feeling? Um, it's pretty good, but so we're talking about mental health because this is a really serious topic and it's mostly present in teens. Yeah, this affects several teens, you know, depression, anxiety, which was something that we'll be talking about later as well. And Jackie, just 
talk to us, like, what inspired you to um, create this piece? Well, what inspired me the most is that when I was in school, I always feel stressed. So, so basically, what I found out is stress is also related to mental health. So, so it inspired me to create this audio piece talking about what, how this kid went through through certain obstacles and he went to the breaking point that he didn't even want to live anymore. And he went to the point where he got help and recovered from it. And my message is to to just, you know, get help, get checked out, and just live suicide-free and, and less stress. Yeah, guys, don't feel like if to the youth out there don't feel like you're going to be labeled if you get diagnosed with a certain mental disorder it's always better to not do things on your own in some in some cases because we all need help at some point and we really um ask of you who find yourself troubled in these times to go for help get a counselor you know talk to someone and if you need to get checked out that's totally fine right jackie yeah, and also if you, checking yourself out is the best thing to do. If it doesn't mean you're you're a weenie or a whiner or, or a something. loser, yeah, or a nerd, it's it's just help. It's just like going to the doctor to get your physical your physical exam or something. Yeah, guys. So please, like, get help if you need it. We advise you to do that. Like seriously, guys, this is necessary. Yeah. And also, kids could also commit suicide because of this. Yeah, if you don't get help, you are more at risk of being suicidal, guys. It's it's not good to end your life. Your your life is worth like more than you could think of, more than you could imagine of, and you need to value yourselves. So get help, guys, if you need it. Yeah, don't let that pressure just build up. Get help and live free. Yes. What is mental illness on teens, and what does it mean to you? Mental illness, some people, they can't control what they feel or, like, see. Well, not see, but, like, what they see and then what they think it is. So then they start thinking differently and they start acting in ways some people don't understand. Um, mental illness is a disorder that affects how people live. <laughs> mental illness in teens is instability and something that needs to be taken care of. The importance of it is that it may not be provided or there's a negative stigma on it. So it definitely needs to be something that needs to be more positive and more open. M mental illness would be pretty much very similar to a physical illness except for it affects the brain and it can come in a lot of different forms some of it is chemical and it can be treated with medication but mental illness I think overall is um, just a, the, a brain manifestation of an illness my name is Maribel Sosa I'm a school social worker Maribel Sosa works at Benito Juarez Community Academy as one of the two social workers at the school. Well, I see about 98 students in the special education program, and then I'll, I see another 50 regular students. 
Maribel Sosa has been helping and supporting teens at the school for more than five years. My school, I guess, has a social worker, but we don't know. We didn't know about it until someone else asked directly for them. But otherwise, we didn't know that we actually have some sort of help. And even then, we don't know when to find her. The most common illness that I see in teenagers is um, depression. Have you felt blue? Well, depression may be described as that. Sad, blue, unhappy, or down in dumps. Most people can feel this way, and that's normal. This is a normal reaction to loss, life struggle, or an injured self-esteem. But when feeling intense sadness, including feeling hopeless, helpless, worthless, lasts for many, many days to weeks, and if it keeps you from functioning normal, it may be clinical depression, a treatable medical condition. A lot of time it's just, you know, they've, um, they've experienced a loss in the family or, or they're feeling overwhelmed to the point that they just are feeling depressed. They don't feel like, you know, they're able to cope with life challenges in school. Sometimes some students are overwhelmed. American Foundation for Suicidal Prevention reported that one in 33 kids and one in 18 suffer with depression. So um, this year we've had, so far, hospitalization. I believe we had three. Um, last year we've averaged maybe like six or seven which is a lot less than when I first started here at Benito Juarez. Suicide is the third leading cause of death for people ages 15 to 24. I think one uh, uh, specific case could be somebody who has um, depression and bipolar, and when they were in the manic stage. Manic is showing wild and dangerous excitement and energy. Bipolar disorder is a condition in which a person has periods of depression and periods of being extremely happy or extremely irritated. Um, the student felt that they could, um, they felt they were God, that they could, they were so powerful that they were God in the manic stage. So when you're feeling like that, that means anything could happen. I mean, you could do any kind of things that are risk-taking without thinking that something could happen to you. So in that situation, you know, we had to make sure that we involve staff. Usually when somebody is suicidal or having um, a, a moment of depression or are bipolar where they're at a manic stage where they are in danger for, to themselves, staff um, will come out and evaluate the student here at school and they will determine if they need to go to the hospital. In more serious cases, the teen is sent to mental hospital or psychological hospitals. These hospitals are for treatment of serious mental disorders like bipolar, schizophrenia, or clinical depression that results in suicidal thoughts, actions, or injuring oneself or others. If they don't, then they provide intake services outside of school. I think most of the parents are worried about their children their teen, um, they, uh, the majority of the parents are very compassionate. They don't want nothing to happen to their child. They are worried, and you know, um, and they want the best for them. So 
they do seek the help they they need at that time. They don't want to get in trouble either because child is endangered to themselves. No no parent wants their child to be harmed. So usually what it is, I like you know, I make sure the student and the mom have, you know, are all going to the hospital. I notify the principal that the student is going to be hospitalized and and, and either for depression or suicidal ideation, whatever we you know at that time what's going on, and then um, the school tries to the teachers um, will try to submit some work. Do so they don't fall behind while they're in the hospital. Or most of the time, teachers are very compassionate and say, "You know what? Not to worry about that. Just get well." So, if you are thinking about suicide, talk to someone about your feelings. It is important to remember there are people who are willing and able to talk with you: a friend, a family member, a doctor, or a counselor, or simply just the local suicidal hotline or the national suicidal hotline. 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. So guys, this was a piece by a student here at Yellow Kali named Yahira. And it was basically about mental health, about how... Um, how to seek people in your school and or in other places, especially for teens, since they are our main focus in today's show. Yeah, and basically it's like what what counselors in schools like do for teens with mental health. Yeah, and this was a really intense piece. Um, it talked about the different disorders that a student can face um, and that sometimes they need to be hospitalized, which is really true. Um, in some cases, like where a student is at a breaking point, um, the school has to notify the parents and the principal, you know, we have to hospitalize the student because the student is putting his or her life at risk. And back again to suicide, it's really it's not. It's something that shouldn't be necessary for students or teens to face. You know, it's it's really um, a really dark decision to take turn to. Yes, it's it's really sad that these teens like face depression and stress and all that. That all of that bundles up and it just builds up and until one point they just want to end their life. It's it's a really serious thing. And I think you should, if you're suffering from this, like you need, like get help or ask somebody. Don't, don't be scared. Like nobody's gonna judge you. It is also mentioned in this piece that there are social workers in the school. For example, Benito Juarez was the school in this piece, and it's not only in this school. It's in every school. There's social workers there, guys. There's counselors. You guys have all the right to talk to a counselor or a social worker or a psychologist, psychiatrist, anyone that could offer you help in your school, feel free to go to. I mean, there's there's nothing to be scared of. You, you as a student and as a living being, a human, you have the right to get help 
because some like I said before, some things we just can't do on our own. Don't and also don't let anybody judge you because of who you are. You do what you got to do. Yeah, a lot a lot of influences surround us on a daily basis and we shouldn't be scared of these influences, you know, and by influences I mean other people, other people's perspectives, opinions, the way they see things in life. Having a mental disorder is not a weakness and you no one should believe that. It's something that we just develop and affects us, you know. And we have to face these obstacles. We can't just ignore them. So getting help is the right decision to make. And another thing that was mentioned in this piece was entering um, maniac episodes, uh, uh, psychotic episodes. Sorry. Um, this is like the adult in this interview. In the interview, said. It's when a student just believes that they are God, that they can do anything, that they are invincible. This is not because the student is clearly thinking. No, the person is not thinking clearly. It's where you just enter a phase and where you have no, you no longer have any self-control. And it's something that deserves intense treatment, really, because you are putting your life at risk when you enter such episode. So this is also something you guys should be aware of and get help. And now we're going to listen to a song. Enjoy. Hello, we are Yola Kali. What's up? What's up, guys? We're back, and that was a Lana Del Rey cover by um, from a Nirvana song. And now we will talk about the stress factors in teens. What, what teens usually get stressed about? And the main thing that teens get stressed about is schoolwork. That's the number one thing, because either of homework, projects, or just, just things related to school. Also relationships yeah so like um relationships in any case it could be boyfriend or girlfriend father daughter mother daughter or son um basically like keeping keep, keeping it up you know guys like having to you know be aware that you are no longer um only taking taking care of yourself but of someone else you know, especially we see this in teens when they start dating, you know, um, before getting to person, more personal relationships and families. Um, dating is a really stressing thing. It's just, you know, teens get curious about it. They start doing it. And but once getting to, you know, a more serious stage, this is when like having to face problems together becomes sometimes an issue. And, you know, other obstacles that they have to face on their own as couples, you know, it's it's really hard to, you know, keep it going sometimes. And it stresses teens a lot. And also, teens get stressed about low self-esteem because, oh, they don't look pretty. They don't look, they look ugly. Oh, they're too fat. They're too skinny. That could actually connect to um, eating disorders such as anorexia or bulimia. We'll talk about them later on as well, guys. And, you know, accepting oneself is a really big stage at any 
point in life. But it's especially difficult to accept oneself while in this stage of being an adolescent. So, you know, it's all it all that also um, chimes in with um, sexual orientation, uh, discovering one's own identity and who, what genders they are attracted to or what gender they want to be. You know, tr- transgendered, bisexual. Lesbian, gay, all all these sexual orientations are um, really different to one another, but they're all the, the number one thing they have in common is becoming a part of a person's identity. Yeah, and also they want to be just—they're just normal people, but they just love the same sex. Yeah, that—that's you know these people should be just as treated equally as heterosexual people you know it's really nothing different it's just um you know standing out from society when choosing to like another gender or becoming another gender and today we will have Gianna talk with us about how she overcame um problems with her sexual orientation so hi Gianna hi so Gianna how's it going um today it's going pretty well Okay, Gianna, so today we are going to talk with you about, you know, how you um, overcame certain obstacles when dealing with your sexual orientation. Could you give us a bit of a background of how you did this, um, what problems you had to face? Um, I discovered my sexual orientation as bisexual in 2007 which was a really hard time for anybody to be, like, or especially in adolescence, to be anything that isn't straight, because people would make fun of it all the time. People would call you gay, and people would laugh at you. Like, if they told you that you liked girls, it would be, like, such a joke. Or if a boy liked another boy, it would be such, yeah, it would just be, like, a giant joke, and nobody could really come out or accept themselves. I used to cry all the time because I thought girls as being pretty in more than just one way. And then I had another friend who was bisexual too, and she helped me come out within myself. And I, But I wasn't ready to admit it until after it became a thing, like three years later. So I kind of feel ashamed for not coming out sooner in a time where it was more looked down upon. But... Yeah, I don't regret it. Yeah, it, it takes courage to um, come out of the closet, basically. This is a major stress factor in teens, and thank you for sharing this. You no know, problem. Yeah, we respect that it's a really difficult thing, because it's not just a stage. It's It takes a major part of your life, even later on after your adolescence. And thanks for, for letting us know that, and for those who are listening Take her story seriously, you know, it's it's a really major stress factor and we want you guys to know that it's alright to be part of the LGTB community, to be gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, any of this. It's who you are and you should give yourself that respect because people will respect you and some won't, but it's okay. It's completely okay. So don't be afraid, guys. If you guys need tips, tweet us at Yolokali. Anytime, guys. Okay, Gianna, and I got one question. What do you advise for people 
who are bisexual or lesbian or having trouble coming out, what do you advise for the people? I would say just come out. No matter what happens, don't be afraid of people's opinion of you because it's important to be yourself. And if you suppress your inner self for too long of a time, it's going to hurt you in more ways than one. So if you come out, you'll find that you're happier within yourself and you're happier that people know who you are. Yeah, guys, you're not alone. Don't battle with yourself because it's who you are. Accept yourself. And now we'll be hearing an audio piece. I sit alone with my thoughts and I face it and I take it. It takes me to that place where pain lives. Worse, it takes me to numbness. St. Peter hold the gate for me. I had to use that gun he gave me. My eyes are blurry. I just want to know who's taking me. I will turn this world in black hole. I just left my soul. Time to hunt. Body but body. Everyone. Father, forgive me, but this pain cannot last forever. I will see you in hell. I'll tell Lucifer you said hello. Maybe we'll be friends in the other life. Play my songs when you go to bury me. You got to numb every nerve to feel how I feel. I haven't sat down with my mother in a decade. How cold you think that makes them? Doing time in my head, take a number and come suffer. Before I close my eyes and make everything all right, I put the gun to my head and pull the trigger. Hey guys, we're back, and you are listening to Lumpen Radio from Studio Y. So that was that was another student's piece named Edwin, and it was a really deep piece, guys. Yep, I think I noticed that. It was very deep, and you can see the pain, I would say, and yeah, and all the trouble and all the what he had to pass and yeah if you really think about it so yeah let's reflect on this piece this piece was in my opinion not just it wasn't necessarily the message of suicide i would say i would say it was having to battle with your internal conflicts and your demons you know it's it's really frustrating when you know no one is there for you or when you be- at least when you believe that no one is there for you because like it or not guys believe it or not i should say there are people out there who will help you who are willing to listen to you you know it's kind of like annoying sometimes for some people to like listen to others people's problems they just want to focus on themselves and that's something we see with a lot of people in society you know but just as much as there's these type of people, there are also the type of people who are willing to listen to you and, you know, give you the attention you need, the help you need, and prescribe you with any um, sort of medicine that you would, that would be necessary and essential in your life for you to recuperate and, you know, be a better person, you know, ha- be at a better stage in your health. Now, let's listen to Cecilia's top five. Uh, it's not a top five, guys. It's just... Um, for, uh, four of the most common disorders that that I gathered from this website uh, from the mental 
illness uh, museum. It's basically just four of the most common disorders that we see in youth. And guys, take, the, take in mind this is extremely serious. We ask for your respect when talking about these disorders. And first off, we'll have depression. So according to the National Institute of Mental Illness, uh, a 3.7 percentage is estimated that children ages 8 to 15 suffer from depression. This mental disorder is really common up to this day, and the British Journal estimates that up to 8 to 10 percent of teens have severe s symptoms, and at least 25 percent of high school students exhibit some mild, some mild symptoms. You know, some of the symptoms that we see in teenagers that are most common are also presented in symptoms of adults. The feelings of worthlessness, loneliness, or helplessness, problems concentrating, extreme fatigue or disinterest, frequent crying, thoughts of suicide or preoccupation with death. Secondly, anxiety. Anxiety disorders in adolescents are extremely common besides depression. From social anxiety post-traumatic disorder, PTSD, to obsessive-compulsive disorder, OCD. An estimated 10% of young people suffer from any of these mentioned disorders, and the majority of symptoms presented in teens who suffer from anxiety are similar to symptoms in adults. Having continuous thoughts of the same image or impulse can also fall under the symptoms of OCD, which is obsessive-compulsive disorder, and traumatic events in child's lives can trigger PTSD symptoms, such as, you know, having a car accident or um, having a, an abusive uh, family member who lives with you on a daily basis. And young adults with anxiety may also appear withdrawn, highly uneasy, or fearful. They may also seem overly emotional, unresponsive, or unrestrained. Number three would be in eating disorders. We mentioned before two of them, which was anorexia, also known as anorexia nervosa, and bulimia. So there's also another one that's really common. It's called dysmorphia. 5% of young people who have this, these disorders can, um, can be led to have, uh, facing serious physical complications, guys. You know, not eating... Uh, throwing up after you eat, which is also known as purging, can lead to damage in internally speaking because, you know, you are supposed to eat. Perhaps people find it that eating sometimes can lead to, you know, getting gaining weight, but eating is something that we should all do that is that should be uh, considered normal because it is. And you have to eat Yes, in a right way, in a healthy way, but not skipping it. You know, bulimia, for example, is a purging disorder in which a person may binge, eat, and purge the food afterward. In contrast to anorexia, which entails eating considerably small amounts of, of food or no food at all. And last of all, ADHD. So ADHD is an adhesive disorder of behavior in where... Um, teenagers um, have several compulsive um, behaviors and where they are they become reckless they like to uh, participate in risky behaviors and they don't follow rules and sometimes they can put other people's lives at risk you know becoming uh, violent physical 
and this affects teenagers uh, a lot, especially uh, even children from ages 8 to teenagers from ages 15. The number gets slightly higher at 9% among teenagers 12 to 17 years old. And this is um, marked by a shortened attention span, impulsiveness, hyperactivity, and disorganization. ADHD is becoming more and more prevalent across the U.S., which means it's becoming more common, and we see this more. So it also affects 50% of adulthood if you have had this disorder since being a child. So basically what I'm asking from you guys is to, like, acknowledge these disorders and take them much more seriously because a high part, a, a large part of youth is being affected by these disorders and we should spread awareness we should tell people to get help because we want to stop this we don't want as many people to suffer we want to decrease this percentage this number this rate and in order to do that we have to encourage people to speak out and to consult people to get help so that'll be it guys and now we will listen to another song back yep and now we're gonna talk about uh suicide hotlines and what can you do to get help basically it's resources guys so please take in mind to take these seriously they are not a joke please don't prank call it's it's something that we just ask for you guys not to do it's extremely important to acknowledge that these um resources are extremely serious and they're just advice and tips for you guys to have in any case if anything ever happens. Okay. First one. You to get to get help if you're having suicidal thoughts, you can call you can call or text these four things. You can call 1-800-273-8255. Or another number, you can call 1-800-784-2433. Another one is 1-866-488-7386. If you don't feel like talking about it with anyone at that precise moment, you can text GO to 741741. Again, G-O, GO, to 741741. And if you want to learn a little bit more about mental health, like what it is or how can you help? You can go to Mayo Clinic Mental Health, mentalhealth.gov, UIC Office of Applied Physiology Services, National Alliance on Mental Illness, or National Institute of Mental Health. And there are some programs too. You can go if you're a Spanish speaker or somebody who yeah, who basically doesn't know English, only Spanish, you can go to www.suicideprevention.lifeline.org or you can call for crisis, for crisis prevention for gay. You can call 1-800-850-8078 or go to UIC In Touch Crisis 
312-996-5535. Open to 6 to 9 each evening, 7 days. So yeah, guys, these resources are for your own good. You can learn about more disorders besides the ones that we already mentioned today, such as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, bulimia, anorexia. You can learn more about them or more about any other disorders that you would like to be um, informed about, such as um, a disorder that we don't always talk about that isn't commonly talked about, like cyclothemia, for, for instance. That's a more, much more mild um, disorder of in comparison to bipolar disorder. You have um, mild mood swings, not as aggressive or um, psychotic as the state as the basically the moods that you get when you're um, bipolar so guys go to these resources use them it's it's for your own good guys it's so you guys can be um, informed about what's going on in today's youth and so you can have a much better life later on in your adulthood and really you can make a big difference if you if you get help and not just let it all bundle up yeah guys don't let it build up because we all have a breaking point you don't want to get there it's so we can ex become more expressive and much more free um of letting out who we really are of our identity so guys that'll be it for today's uh show and yeah take everything that we said seriously again and we hope you guys use this information really we really do hope and we wish you guys the best so you are listening to wlpn 105.5 fm lumpen radio chicago broadcasting live from studio y yolokali in little village thank you for listening Hello, it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpkin Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.